Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Drunk Riders. As always, I am Marcus. And I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. Oh! Oh! oh. oh. Didn't expect may, that one, did ya? We may have a replacement this week uh-huh. as as Mike slash Tom slash Babyback Bitch is not here this week. He is on vacation. By the way, I'm glad he's listening to this and he's saying, fuck you, Marcus. Love you, Tom. (laughs) 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 I can hear, I can literally hear him say it, which is great. Um, We brought back a good friend, Matt. Uh, He's also on Coast to Force. He's been on the uh, podcast before, several times, I think, actually. uh, Yeah, when do I get my free sandwich? I brought my hole punch card. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the fourth visit you get that. Okay, okay. I think this is number three, so you got one more. You get, gotcha. You get gotcha. a free slap of Mark's ass on the fourth visit. So, <laughs> and I'll get the uh, I'll get the giant size jersey mics. So we can split it. <laughs> <laughs> they call that a Gal Gadot right there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh man! All right. So this week, um, I'm drinking myself a Blue Moon because, and this is the only reason. One, it's the last one I have left. And two, I happened to, I was looking at our episode with uh, Jefferson from Kentucky Kingdom. And Tom made fun of me for drinking Blue Moon too much. So I said, screw it. You know what? I'm drinking tonight. Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> so I saved that Blue Moon and I'm drinking it today. So, Well, what an odd coincidence because I'm actually <laughs> drinking my last Blue Moon as well. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yeah, and, and honestly, I got a bone to pick with Tom because he's <laughs> shitting on Blue Moon like it's piss water or something. But <laughs> it is such a safe beer. You can grab one from any grocery store, and you know it's going to be a safe, solid beer to drink. Yep. That's so funny. That's great. That The fact that we <laughs> love it. Shitting on Tom when he's not here. Hashtag, as Kevin said, hashtag scripted. <laughs> Well, it's funny you should say that because I'm <laughs> not not br- drinking a blue moon, but I it's like it's like a stone's throw away. I'm drinking an Elvish juice by Brewdog, uh, nice. which is because what does blue moon go well with? Right, it's like an orange slice gone into it, yep. and so Elvish juice. It's a grapefruit IPA, but it has a little bit of a citrus thing going for it. And I started drinking these around four o'clock this afternoon. It's actually 10 o'clock at night now, so we're about six hours in right now. This is number four of a tall boy. So, yeah, this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm already excited. I am excited. All right. So um, we're going to go through today's episode. We got some a lot of questions popped in. Thank you guys this week. Um, we also are going to go through uh, you know, some Iron Gwazi stuff, travel tips, Velocicoaster being fucking crazy. Uh, reopenings, of course, that's the big thing that's changed from last week to this one. Last week, a lot of it was hypothetical, and now everything's kind of up and running. Well, not kind of, but you know what I mean. Um, and then we found a uh, – I, I got the blast on Coast to Force forums <laughs> from a, a discussion from 12 years ago about <laughs> yeah, gig that's coasters. That's been happening to you a lot lately. Right? I don't, blast <laughs> for old shit, man. First, it was saying Magnum's got ejector, which, first of all, it does. 
Yep. Guys. <laughs> Well, I said that in 2009. Like, come on, man. Wait, Tom's not here. We can talk freely about Magnum this episode. Oh, <laughs> that's your point. Good point. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Say whatever three we Three zero-point lovers here. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever the hell we want. Uh, but yeah, and then um, you know, anything else that pops into our minds? Obviously, you know, we like to tangent. So, uh, yeah, let's go. So. Um, we unfortunately want to start off with <laughs> Kevin said no tangent. Kevin, you just started a tangent by saying no tangent. We don't tangent that bad. Okay, hey, Tom's not here. We don't have to tangent tonight. Yes, I will say I do miss me some Tom. He is the the me, me to the me to the me. He is the he is the other version of me that we have on the show. Uh, and Kevin and Mark counterbalance that with their. Long hair, <laughs> cracking walnuts all over the place. So, um, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, the big one was wow, we actually covered the questions in our topics. Good job, Mark. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's just start this off. Um, so, uh, they we we were asking about uh, Iron Guazi. Uh, and some people ask, where the hell is that POV? I'm curious as well. That layout is done, long done. Testing is pretty is done. I mean, what's, what's surprising me is the fact that it opened, and um, we still haven't seen, or it's not open. Well, it, the it park opened. So, so we just heard through the grapevine that they were days away from commissioning the ride. As in days before all this or like like once before coronavirus was here oh oh, gotcha yeah like like they were doing their whole testing thing and they were like days away like four or five days away from commissioning the ride and then yeah it all went to hell in a handbasket with coronavirus so here we are still wondering where the hell that pov is because we know it exists yeah, we were all very surprised when we saw testing with people like the day after they completed um, uh, construction. I was like, yeah. well, this bitch can be open in a day and a half. Shit. All right, yeah. let's go. But uh, obviously, every, everything closed. So, Puts And I mean, break. like, if if we like broaden this out a little bit more, I'm kind of noticing a trend across Bush and SeaWorld for that matter, too, because Icebreaker, we never got a proper POV and that theoretically is pretty close to opening. Pantheon, we never got a proper POV either. There was like a leaked digital POV that looked like super pirated for some weird reason. Um, let alone the but fact was, that all the live streams crashed of the announcement. So uh, yeah. yeah, solid D rating on digital uh, in, in engagement thus far. <laughs> but no, just to clarify, when we say POV, we mean like a legitimate real life ride is built and running POV. Because like they right. have they have had some promotional material like uh, like the shit they the, the little videos they put in like their tweets or Facebook posts or whatever and what the hell are the cats doing Jesus <laughs> <laughs> but no like they have like all those little clips and like they've got that one second clip of it going through the barrel roll and you're like why the hell would you do that? Like that why would you do that to us. 
so true. So true. But I mean, like, you know, as as we're looking at Florida parks reopening, not to jump too far ahead, because we'll be covering some of that. There, there's almost a question of how do you market a brand new coaster, especially in this day and age? Bush is going to be happy enough to just have an operable park and people coming through the gates. So that's also a question, too, on the commissioning side is, um, I, I mean, honestly, do they need to hit reset on the commission process? Florida has a lot of the same, a lot of states in order to commission a ride. They just require a minimum amount of operational hours and then a full inspection by state agency. Um, do, do you market a ride that, that you're just barely even reopening? Um, it is a weird question, but they're also facing that too with icebreaker to a certain extent. Um, uh, and, and heck even, you know, as a venture once, uh, once we have Velocicoaster opening up too. So it's, it's a moment of, I don't know, how do you market, uh, in a post COVID world? Um, that's a super meta question that I have no idea what the actual answer is. Well, so we're going to circle back to this a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But I, I want to see that POV because I know yeah. I know Tom has been itching to slap me, um, and it's going to be fun. We now I want to say this on because we're gonna we're gonna hand it over the next two weeks. Is, is it really? Are we two weeks away from going? Oh my God! Yeah, two weeks from now. Jesus, Mark, we'll be on a we'll be on a plane together right now. Jesus, oh my God! Two weeks from now, yeah. Holding hands across the middle seat that's empty. Oh, <laughs> you're teasing me. I want it now. Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't um, assign seats, so we could be wildly away from each other. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that was a frontier flight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that's that's another story. But we are going to Utah and Idaho uh, in two weeks. Yeah, we leave. Me and me and Mark leave in two weeks. We'll get uh, stay a night in Denver. Then we're going to go over to. Uh, uh, Salt Lake City the next morning. However, because we want to go to Lagoon, get our goon on. Uh, but we have some other special fun tidbits that'll be popping up. I plan on live streaming some parts of it. So the, the mm-hmm. 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. Anybody who's still listening right now, y'all better be tuning in with the quickness because it's about to be hot. I can't wait. I am super excited for it, really. So, um, plus it's going to be my first coaster of the year. All of our first coasters of the year. Jesus. Well, wait, is Tom's. Wait, has he been anywhere? When was he? No, that was in December. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He went to, yeah. I went to, um, what should we call it? Um, last one I wrote was at IAPA. So I haven't read anything since then. Yeah, that's right. So, although. Speaking of, we've talked about it before, before in the show. Matt Matt is an avid listener, correct, Matt? You betcha, man. Every <laughs> every episode, top top of the top of the feed, man. We we both live very close to each other. Oh, I farted. On the other side of town, <laughs> Matt lives, and we have two creds in town that we need to grab with the quickness. Tuttle Mall yes. and the Blue Flash. Boy, howdy, man. It's going to be, and actually, you know, well, you haven't ridden, I haven't ridden, you haven't ridden Sea Dragon at the zoo yet. No, either, I right? did. I did. I wrote it last year. Oh, you did? Good. Yep, Good. I got it last year. Yeah. You still haven't ridden Sea Dragon? No, no, no. I got it last year before um, the live. I forget which one it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went with uh, like Hutch and um, 
God, right. Joey, I think. Wait, yeah. But wait, Matt, you haven't ridden it? No, I still <laughs> get to ride oh, it. My. And you've lived here longer than I have, so. Yeah, by a smidge, by a smidge. And, and it is now officially the oldest wooden coaster in Ohio, which is just a very sad state of affairs. <laughs> yes, it is. We're basically proposing the saddest roller coaster tour of all time, which is <laughs> to, to ride a Vista spinner, uh, <laughs> a kitty John Miller, and then a backyard looping steel coaster in Potaskala, <laughs> Ohio, of all places. Oh, man. <laughs> 20 minutes from listen after that we can come right back here because it's right down the street from my house have some beers and just cry our night away love it it, it cry or just drink a lot more <laughs> it, it, either or i i really think we should live stream the whole thing i just have no idea who would who would <laughs> tune in for four hours of us riding it, cousin. oh gosh I'd like, I, i'm crying already thinking about that we're probably gonna do this <laughs> yep Oh, oh the, the, well, see, that's the thing. The thought of, of paying money to get back on that John Miller kitty ride just to ride it with you maybe oh may may, may more concerning for me emotionally. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that $2 is really uh, an emotional toll. Listen, you're going to pay to get in first. Okay. Yeah, we could go like see the polar bears first or something. Oh, shut your whore mouth. Zoo is open on the 15th. On the 15th. Listen, we may get it, Matt. Oh, <laughs> what oh, are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> what are you doing next weekend? <laughs> when when does the haunted hoochie open up? Yeah, so so like as quick background for anyone who's been paying attention to like the blue flash, it got relocated and there was some there's some really good was a coaster studio that did the documentary yeah. that they they were like, oh, it's in Columbus, Ohio. To be clear, it's not Columbus. It's, yeah, it's out, it's well outside of town. Uh-huh. It's at a place called the Haunted Hoochie that is <laughs> it is as ratchet as it sounds. It's yep. in Pataskala, Ohio, the heart of it all, in the heart of it all. Yep. Uh it's we will get stabbed in this process. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. I I literally just Googled at the fun of it. Um, because oh, they are open. Up, by the way, I don't know if the, the coaster's open. That'd be a good question. But uh, <laughs> the the second article is from Columbus's uh, WKYC. Uh, Ohio's haunted hoochie faces outrage over swastika Saturday. What? <laughs> That's where we're going. Yeah, what? yeah. I think I remember this. Oh my god! Is that allowed? No. Worst, worst of all, it happened right after that um, a, a tragic shooting in Pittsburgh. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I forgot this was that place. Oh, my oh, no. God. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. So maybe oh, we just ah. go to C75, and then we go to BJ's across the street. Mark's <laughs> favorite place to drink. Yes. Like that plan. BJ's is a good time. That's why. Yeah, we. That's a restaurant, Marcus. Just to be clear. Hey, I literally <laughs> ordered a Mizuki two days ago. Shut your whore mouth. I got it delivered, and I enjoyed it. A little overcooked, but what it is. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of this episode, Kevin said tangents. Yeah, so speaking of travel tips. <laughs> speaking of speaking of travel tips, we got to segment into it slowly. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, our uh, a, a fan of ours, let me find uh, Adrian Gomez. He, uh, <laughs> master plan, shut up, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> he asked about travel tips uh, that we may have, um, like destination trips, certain parts of the country to go. Um, he's from Cali. Um, you know, like, a, like what, what, what would he, what would we suggest for that type of thing? So, um, so I don't know about you guys. I mean, to be honest, me and, um, me and, and, and Mark and Matt, I mean, I, me, I've known all you guys for the better half of a decade and a half now. Matt I've known since 2006, 2005, Mark, 2007, yeah. Kevin, 2007. So, um, I've slept in, um, Matt's uh, sister's bed. <laughs> Most important. You were also in my wedding, so you know. And, 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 <laughs> and I also did walk her out too as a groomsman. So double <laughs> trouble. That's right. You got we, a lot. Oh, I just realized that. Yeah, we paired you guys up. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she's a tall lady, as I am a relatively now I'm an average height man, but still, all the your groomsmen <laughs> were men of shorter stature. So, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I've known these guys for a while, so I'm not a fan, and I don't know about you guys, and I think our trip to, to uh, Utah and, and Idaho kind of proves it. Our planning is pretty ass. We usually get a, I mean, ass as in, like, we're not down to the minute. So the way we go at it, um, we, we, we get a rough idea of what we want to do. And then um, um, Mark's the spreadsheet nerd, so is Matt. Those two, those two tag teaming a, a trip is just it's immaculate to watch and terrible, terrible to experience. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, we, you, you kind of want to get a good outline of where you want to go and distances, uh, also on how much you want to spend. So, you know, a good idea, um, you know, is if 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 you're so for instance, us going to Idaho, we're flying in. Um, uh, and then the, the next morning, me and Mark, for instance, we're doing Lagoon. And then we're driving the next day because it's a hell of a drive, by the way. I don't know if you guys know. Idaho, <laughs> northern fuck Idaho is a little bit from Salt Lake City. So that's a 10-hour drive. So we're kind of trying to plan off, you know, okay, well, we got to make this drive. Let's split this bitch up. Let's see. what. Let's, let's drive a little bit. Let's have, have our hotel up here. Cut down our drive the next day. Um but we're also going through the Rockies, so that'd be nice. But and then the next day we're like, all right, well, let's do Silverwood all day, um, and just kind of going off of that. And I think our tips are really just know what you want to do, plan driving, and don't stick to a rigid schedule, and don't credit whore. I think that's the other thing. <laughs> really, I think that's the big thing for me is don't credit whore. Don't try to be there at opening. Get sleep. Because I've done, and you guys remember, we used to do these trips of open to close, drive, get six hours, five hours of sleep, do it again. Matt, you remember Texas. That's essentially what that was. Love. Oh, you you remember staying at Tom's house? We slept for, what, three hours? No, I don't. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) It was your own guys' fault. Yeah, yeah, see, that was bad planning. But, um, uh, yeah. Sleep is paramount on a trip. It it really is. I honestly, I like to think we plan more around sleep than we do anything. (laughs) Actually, at this point, probably. Probably because we're of that age where we're like, 
you know, you, once you hit 25, 30, you're like, yeah, you know, let's slow this shit down. Staying <laughs> up at 2 a.m. and Charlotte says otherwise. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yep. Hey. I'm used to being up late. I'm a night owl. But I also get up early for work. But, you know, hey, who's we're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> no, so I would argue the whole don't show up at park opening because uh, it's obviously dependent on your planning. Like uh, if you want to get to like, say you're going to a big park, if you want to get there at opening and beat the rush, that's a good way to knock out four or five rides right off the bat. And like Kevin just said in, the, in our chat, uh, the platinum pass early entry. Anything like that, it's it's good to take advantage of if you can. And you just got to do a little bit of extra planning and book your hotels a little bit closer to the park or whatever. Um, but or, yeah. stay, or stay on, 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 on campus if possible, if it's a cheap, yes. cheap alternative. Like, for instance, Cedar Point's a great one. I mean, I, I know me and Mark and, and Matt only live two hours away. Mm-hmm. We don't have to stay there, but, you know, it's it's convenience. It's, it's chilling with your friends, and it's also early entry to the park. So... You know, it's worth it to sacrifice a little bit. Also yeah. be able to get hammered with your friends. Take <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doors off. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you got to find a pong table somewhere. <laughs> like, you know. Right? Yeah. But yeah, even like the big parks, like, uh, like uh, maybe not Cedar Point, but like, uh, like the bigger Six Flags parks, you don't always need the whole day. Like if you get there at opening, you can get through – uh, a bunch of the big creds in the morning before the big crowds show up. Um, you can probably get out of the park at like five, six o'clock around dinner time, and then you can either drive five hours to the next one, or like you could take some time to chill out. You could go see another site. You could go see a movie. You could uh, go get some nice dinner. Go to a bar with your friends and shoot the shit about coasters, like basically the the format for this podcast almost yeah (laughs) Yeah, i i don't think people realize like all this podcast is is just samples of our regular everyday conversation there's no original content here we're just regurgitating (laughs) stuff we talk about already yeah Yeah. giving away the secrets boys (laughs) (laughs) no you're, you're exactly right mark like so for example um Actually, I was I was at Disney and Universal the last weekend before everything shut down. And and it was like a case of I we were piecing out at six o'clock because we did everything we needed to in the park. And Mm -hmm. it's just nice to kick back and relax in a pool. Um, So, yeah, and it could it could just be a thing of like as we have gotten older, as our coaster counts have gone up, as we've just (laughs) honestly kind of been around. It's it's just like. It's, it's just a moment of it's fun to be there and have the experience, but you don't need to like keep going at it over and over again. And, right. and so like you guys are saying, like being more lax in your travel planning, that can just make for a more fun and lovely experience, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even, even if you get less creds too, because yeah, you can always come back. I mean, like over the years, we've also, we've done many repeat trips. We've done, um, I mean, heck, we like parks. I mean, I've done, We've we've went to Cedar Point for how many years in a row? I mean, yeah, it's close. I mean, it's the closest park to us. Of course, we're going to go in a row. But I mean, like we've gone also with the Holiday World, like five years ago. Yeah, because I'm what like seven hours from there. You're like about five. Yeah, yeah. So like it honestly, Holiday World's a hike for us, but we still take the time and put in the effort to get there. Usually, once a year. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's fun. It's a fun place to go. And also, mm-hmm. you know, with, with people that live, I mean, Kevin lives in the southern part of Ohio, and uh, it's a good stopping point. Plus, Kentucky Kingdom is right right up the street. You get a spot. In, this is actually what we did for the Coaster Force Live last year. We literally got a spot in Louisville, went to Kentucky Kingdom, got just completely obliterated, and the next <laughs> morning drove the Holiday World. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, the next day we went up the road to Kings Island, and then the day after that, Cedar Point. Uh, we, yeah. did a, we did a trip, uh, let's see, was that three years earlier? We did kind of some – we kind of did the opposite, actually. We did Cedar Point and Kings Island first – then Kentucky Kingdom and Holiday World. Then we went down to Dollywood, and then you guys went off to Carowinds yeah. a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it. So that's a good segue into another uh, point, which uh, was part of that question that we were asked. Uh, what are some good regional focal points? So, like, if you're going to plan a trip, like, where are some areas to focus on? So, like, the sort of like Ohio, Kentucky, uh, that kind of area that uh, we were just mentioning, like. That's a pretty good area where you could you could permutate a bunch of different trips out of that. Yeah, um, I mean, looking at just like, and I I, I, I like I like living in Columbus, but you look at like where parks are from here. Indiana Beach is about three and a half. Cedar Points two, uh, uh, Kennywood's three, uh, three. Our two hours south is uh, Kings Island. Four four or five hours is Holiday World. Four three three hours Kentucky Kingdom, um, and you know. Heck, going west, uh, counting, counting, uh, going towards um, the east coast. That's a good uh, spot. Now, obviously, the the hard part about that is Pennsylvania's ass. <laughs> so it's hard to find a good spot, like uh, you know, either a good um, stopping point unless you're like hitting a Pittsburgh. Um, so really, it's all about kind of routes you want to take. Yeah, and, and, and places, mm-hmm. even if you haven't been or have been. It's worth revisiting. So I think some good hotspots are going to be the Northeast um, because you can start up in, um, you know, Six Flags, New England, Lake Compounds, head down the eastern seaboard. And heck, yeah. you could go if you – it also depends on time. If you really wanted to spread it out, you had like two weeks, you could go from New England all the way down to um, Bush Gardens and hit seven, eight major parks. Even Not- further. Yeah, not counting doing some other small parks like Maury's Piers, stuff mm-hmm. along the Jersey Shore, stuff like that where you could just knock out. Yeah, um, I, I, I New England and the Mid-Atlantic's crazy because there are so many different permutations for trips that you could do. Like, honestly, you could do almost an entire week staying north of <laughs> New York City. Yeah. Or you could not even touch that and spend the same amount of time in that same general area like on the southwest like the Pennsylvania, Virginia, New Jersey area, you could just do a whole loop in there and spend the same amount of time. I think Mark forgot Maryland's estate, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wait. Actually, there are creds there. But... Say, there's a few creds there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's a regional thing for sure. I would say the big, the big ones for me at least, just think off the top of my head, would be the Northeast – because um, you could spend, as as Mark said, a week there. Uh, the Mid Atlantic, which you could spend two weeks there if you really wanted to spread off, uh, going west and get into Pennsylvania. Because yeah. you could go all the way to Nobles and then all the way to Kennywood. But then you're t- talking about um, um, the Ohio um, area there. Start start in the Midwest. Because really, once you get past 
Chicago, there's really nothing there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you got because that's when you started getting those long fucking drives. But if you're talking like the Midwest, Ohio, Indiana, um, if you really wanted to, to to stoop really low, you could go to Michigan's Adventure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, I just cried a little bit all the way you to could, Illinois. So you could put together like a short upper Midwest trip where you go from like Indiana Beach all the way to uh, Valley Fair. Cause you got six flags, great America and you've got the Wisconsin Dells and uh, mall of America in there. And there's a couple other small parks along the way. So you could manage a decent trip in there as well. Yeah. The hard, yeah. I think the hard area is going to be the South because you really mm-hmm. only have sort of this, this kind of Florida. Cause that's a whole different monster, but yeah. you really only have over Georgia, Alabama adventure and Oh Lord. What's the other one in there? There's one other one that before you hit um, Texas, uh magic springs ah, magic there it springs. Is. oh and the park at oa oh yeah and then i think the only other one is silver dollar city in missouri but that's i don't really consider that it's kind of the south but still not the south in some ways more of the midwest and in, in in some respects it's still southern as hell but hey, there's, still, there's, there's another one the misery triangle yeah yeah <laughs> you literally, city and six flags st louis there you go that's a that's a straight shot right there that's a good one uh, and then obviously you, so we literally covered half the half the country. There's obviously just Florida, and then there's just Texas too. You can spend yeah. a week in Texas doing the major parks and the small parks. My last trip, and yeah, and Schlitterbahn. Yeah, and then once you outside of Texas, there's really nothing to the to the West Coast. But then California, that's a two week thing, depending on what you want to hit and where. Yeah. So, I mean, the the whole reason we're going to Lagoon and Silverwood is because, well, one, they're open. And two, <laughs> that's, the <main> reason. <laughs> that's it, basically it. Yeah. That's just the one, one big reason. Um, but also, we have no other motivation when other parks are open to go to those parks. <laughs> so I'm like, am I going to spend money to go to Lagoon or am I going to spend the same money and do like a week in around me in ohio right go to king's island go to cedar point go to all these parts like nah oh none of these parks are open for possibly weeks slash maybe even longer Eh, let's do something different Mm -hmm. so and that's really what you're gonna find with any of these trips in the states especially is you're gonna find pockets um and and with time really that's what it takes is as and especially if you're a relatively new enthusiast and even if you're not um you're you're gonna find small little parks here and there that you're like Oh, they got like four crowds there. I'm gonna stop off there and knock that bitch out. Yep. Like I, I keep forgetting all the time that Camden Park exists <laughs> in West Virginia. <laughs> and I've never been and I wanna go, but son of a bitch, it's the it's hours it takes so long to get there, and it's such an ass park from what I've heard. And if nothing opened, I'd be so pissed. But crowds. <laughs> Creds, creds, glorious creds. Well, what's his name? Um, um, online Hyde, Andrew Hyde said he he wants to go. And I think, and I know, uh, I think Kevin popped there and said he want, he was interested. And I know, I know, Mark said he'd go. So, yeah, I mean, see, so the thing about having coronavirus here right now and everything shut is that you can't wait for things to open. So, like, if Camden Park does open in the next few weeks, it's like. Well, damn, I want to do a trip down there because I can actually drive 
down to Camden Park, or I could drive to Marcus's and then we can carpool together down there. It's yeah. not like it's not like Lagoon and Silverwood, even though we're doing this, where we have to fly halfway across the country and yeah. then drive another ten hours. Yeah, that's and that's that's the weird part about some parts of this is is, is trying to figure out what you it really it also comes to how much you want to spend too, because mm-hmm. some people are like, I'm gonna blow a thousand dollars on a trip. I blow out a thousand dollars on a trip. I know that for a hundred percent certainty. But then some of this is like this this trip out west was kind of a discount trip. Flights were cheap as hell, parks were discounted, and yeah. and 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 rental is not that much. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna spend probably a couple hundred, but eh, really to get out there another time of the year is gonna be much more expensive. Oh yeah. So and I mean and I, typically we we try and be fairly frugal with our trips. So like We'll we'll try and put as many people in a hotel room as we can or in a car together so we can all share on, like, gas money and shit. Um, but, yeah, and we try and find, like, discount tickets if, if we can find any, like, discount codes or we can get tickets for cheaper anywhere else. Um, we try and do that. Or if you got a season pass for a chain or something, like like having a Six Flags pass – that's a good idea to string together a bunch of Six Flags parks in a road trip because uh, you can get into a bunch of them for free, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. And same thing for Cedar Fair, if you can manage to get that many parks in, on your route. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and I think that's the other thing. Most of us, actually all of us, have done all the trips we've just described in some capacity. Yep. Because I know all three of you, I haven't really done a California tour, but I've been to Cali. Um, and hit up Magic Mountain and and knots before, um, but all that really matters in all of California. Uh, <laughs> but we've done the East Coast, North, South, East, West, Midwest, Texas, Florida, uh, really all of that. So, yeah, and and actually, a suggestion I'd have too for like those random odd end ones, like how you guys are headed out to Utah, um, <laughs> is. A little known fact about me, I actually, I do a ton of national park tour and just like a lot of camping off grid kind of moment. So that actually, if you're into anything else, especially if you're into outdoors, that's a really good excuse to get you to that offbeat track so that you can be going to Lagoon or, you know, just fill in the blank kind of park. Um, Though I I guess full honesty moment I did totally drive by Darien Lake once on the way out to upstate New York, totally on purpose. So you know, but um, it's Darien like, Lake. You're not missing much. Yeah, <laughs> but but as as Mark said, there's also like a moment of like a coaster trip doesn't just have to be a coaster trip. I got to go to Knotts last year because I I was actually traveling for work, but that actually was a part of a broader Utah trip that my wife flew out for. And we did a whole week out camping in Utah. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't make it to Lagoon only because flights were way cheaper going out of Vegas, but I actually (laughs) did pick up some rides in Vegas while we were there too. So it's like a thing of, if you can string it together with anything else you're into, um, that can also really help give you an excuse to get out to Auden parks too. Yeah, definitely combine your hobbies. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's also something I try to do as much as I can too, just because um, I think going to Florida next time I go is going to be adding some. Um, I know Mark's into this a lot, astronomy and shit. Yeah, when the hell is SLS going to launch? I'm looking that up right now. Go, you make it happen. <laughs> we will go. We will not ride a goddamn roller coaster. Well, no, Quasi's open. We haven't been on it. We'll go. But <laughs> I mean, hold on, space launch system. When is this bitch going up? 
<laughs> hey, hey, Mark, you know, to be open by the time it launches. Mark, you know, SpaceX just did like a launch recently, right? Like, actually, yeah. there have been multiple. Yeah, yeah. watch the stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did I. Come on now. But, but the Falcon 9 is not the SLS. Yes, that is. Now, if if they did the, by the way, tangent the hell out of this right now. If they did the, uh, um, the, the major, the dragon, Falcon Heavy, Falcon Heavy yeah. With with people on it, I think I I think I'd go watch that. Man, you guys are talking about Florida right now. It's a perfect seg- segue. <laughs> <laughs> We're segueing great no, today. Ships. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of rocket ships, Velocicoaster. Man, we talked about this. I think the last two weeks we talked about it. We talked about it last week because we got some more pictures, and then um, the week before that. Um, and then the week before that was basically a whole episode of it because all we saw then was footers and we were blowing our loads. Now the track is nearly fully installed. Oh, baby. Uh, Only the uh, second half. Well, I mean, the parts that are going to be amazing and out to the open. Uh, the rest of it, I don't, honestly, from so um, big props to Amusement Insider. Uh, he, da- he did a full uh, YouTube and No Limits video of it. Great, great one. It, it really shows why. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to look like, um, which is great because it really gives you a, a full view of it all. Um, however, um, I think the second half is going to be the real, real shiner because the first half just it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it kicks. Not a little sure. kick. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping I'm go- I'm just being a negative Nancy. I'm down for being a negative dancy about it. Of course, again, I'm trying to be trying to downplay this bitch <laughs> a little Holy bit. Shit, second half of 2021, and Velocicoaster actually is going to be open before this thing launches. <laughs> That's funny, but um, yeah, we got some time before that. We we get to that launch. Um, but no, I um, I, I think the second half of the thing's really going to kick. Because you're that low to ground. I'm actually just watching the POV as I talk. That, uh, <laughs> that low to the ground. Um, oh, by the way, we're going to be using a picture from our boy Scott. He uh, was going to be on, but his internet's crap tonight, so he couldn't join us. Um, but the picture is going to be one of his photos that he posted for Coaster Force. Um, and they're, by the way, they're they're real and they're spectacular. Uh, anybody get that reference? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else likes Seinfeld. All right. Uh, Kevin mentioned Taryn's second half was uh, definitely the kick-ass part of it. Uh, but, I mean, again, looking at looking at POVs, of the first half, it gets you going. The second half, you get to the stall, the turnaround, the overbank. And what we're seeing right now is with, with, these, with these twists and turns, um, the hot overbank that I think, I think in our group chat, Tom may have um obliterated his computer <laughs> with the amount of, of yeah. excessive love he has for that thing and then the low to the ground um invert um that ma- very maverick inst- inspired you can tell um oh, yeah. it, i really yeah. think i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a good one and i think based off of what we see it could one it and this is segueing into something else that we wanted to talk about was uh, and Allison brought this up. Thank you, Allison. Was that um, uh, kind of a hot take that she she mentioned? Um, and and I, it looks like Matt had a, a different viewpoint on this. 
uh, get, getting more excited about Velocicoaster than Iron Gwazi. Now that's a pretty hot take, Matt. Matt, go ahead. Now, once you explain yourself, so you know it's. I think there's a time thing here, right? Which is we've known about Iron Guazi for what one year, two years, even at this point. Wait, hold on. Since since Guazi closed, we knew it would be right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, it closed in what 2015. RMCs Uh, were already out there. One side, we had oh. this exact same conversation like 40 episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. I think, but, I, I think the one side closed in 2013 and the other side closed in 15. I but, think. Either, but as soon as that happened, they were already, RMC was already starting to get out there and kick. Uh, that was after uh, Outlaw Run came out, after Texas Giant, Rattler. So they were already like, oh, they could, they could do this. Of course, ever since that has literally been rampant speculation ever since. Because especially after they did um, Mean Streak, everybody was like, oh, "Okay, Quasi's got to be one of the next ones." Right, and and so there's like a there's like a notoriety thing here, right? Which don't get me wrong, Velocicoaster, mark my words, is going to be the iconic roller coaster when you walk into Islands of Adventure. Incredible Hulk has been it to date, but if you think about it, when you're walking in the actual first sight line you get is across the lake, which mm-hmm. is going to be Velocicoaster. So it's it's going to be a gorgeous roller coaster, especially with that barrel roll really tight to the water. Gwazi, though, that was such a monumental coaster for its time. And having that be RMC'd as the now officially tallest, fastest coaster, even if it's by one foot mark, not that a Cedar Point <laughs> fanboy cares or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Do you though? I, I just... I, I just really do think like like having ridden and, and, and it's also like a moment of Velocicoaster is going to be an amazing ride. Iron Gwazi is going to be an amazing ride. Having ridden a Blitz coaster and RMCs, it's I mean, RMCs are just amazing rides. Right. And and also in terms of what does a Velocicoaster bring to the table? Nothing new. Exactly. It's a tight package, which is amazing. But when we have Pantheon, which is also opening, when we have Park Asterix, which is opening in 2021 with their Intamin ride. No, they pushed it back to 2023. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Which is a so huge bummer. It, it's a massive bummer. Um, <laughs> that's just the theme of 2020. But, you know, that's to say it's like, I. it's not that I'm down on it. If anything, I'm excited that we actually have good roller coasters in Florida. But, Iron Gwazi, I think, will be my more favorite ride of the two. See, so I'm kind of siding with Allison here. I so I'm I'm not sure where I think Iron Gwazi is going to end up in my top ten. But a couple weeks ago, I did say this. I do think Velocicoaster is going to be a top ten ride. Not that wow. Iron Gwazi isn't going to be amazing. Yeah, you are. You're making it happen here. All right. So, I mean, so we've, what well, we've been in quarantine, shit, <laughs> three months. We've been doing this stay-at-home order for three freaking months. Yeah, give or take. I'm sure my brain is not properly chemically balanced, okay? <laughs> I'm sure I was just as excited about Iron Gwazi as I am for Velocicoaster and Steel Vengeance and a whole bunch of other rides before that. But at the same time, it feels like I haven't been this excited about a coaster in a long time. 
see what I'm thinking, and um, I think yeah, Kevin just mentioned is it uh, is this an initial expectation thing? You expect an RMC to be good, and Velocity, so you don't know what it's going to be for me. And I will just honestly, I'm just about to say it was that is this possibly a little RMC fatigue? You getting a new shiny toy, meanwhile old dependable, almost like kind of what we got with BNMs. If you guys remember way back when, we knew consistently they'd be good. <laughs> but this is obviously that's not the same type of, of manufacturer because RMC is better than BNM in my opinion. However, um, the same type of thing happened when Inman came out with their new exciting rides um, way back when, doing the exact same type of thing. New elements. Maverick was a great example of it. New, new elements, things you hadn't seen before, layouts you hadn't seen before, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think there may be, especially in some parts of the community, you can tell when Vengeance came out. Because um, <laughs> Matt was an example of, hey, was that really good or am I crazy? <laughs> <laughs> because he was so like, wait a minute, am I being a CP fanboy? No, I don't want to be a fanboy and say that was good because... Uh, I felt the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, because that's why I had to ride a few times be like, yeah, definitely number one, without, without yeah. a doubt. Without a shadow, because it, it took a minute. Because you know that crossed my mind. I was like, am I being too biased, or is that really a good ride? I think after I I melted my brain and just experienced it a few more times, I was like, yep, 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 great ride, great ride, no question yeah. about it. Obviously, d- different people have different feelings on it. Nobody's ever going to be the same. But I mean, I think a general consensus is still Vengeance is going to be good. Going to be so, still Vengeance is a great coaster, and I think that's why. Uh, I mean, you saw that same thing happen with Zadra. With a lot of people that went on Zadru, they're like, holy shit, that's a great ride. I'm like, well, how's it compared to Steel Vengeance? Oh, well, you know, so the few people that have been on both said, oh, Vengeance is still better. Uh, and I, I think that and that may start – we might have fatigue after – honestly, maybe after Vengeance, if you're looking at it. Just because they're not doing anything crazy new with it's, – it's a different layout, but the same thing. Now, now let me go back and say, I think this is going to be a phenomenal coaster. Absolutely. Even deadening my 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 senses to this, I'm going to come off of that like that was fun. Now, whether it'll be, you know, challenging vengeance is a good question. I'm not going to say I'm not going to go in there thinking it's going to challenge vengeance. I'm going to go in there thinking this is going to be a great great time, because really I have very rarely been disappointed by an RMC. To the to to this date, I think the most disappointed I've been was um, Texas Giant. And that may have been because uh, Outlaw Run had just opened. Oh, yeah. You wrote Outlaw yeah. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And went to Media really- Day, if you guys remember. So I had Media Day like a month before that. And then we did our Texas trip. And we had ERT. So I, I made two <laughs> sessions of ERT on Outlaw Run a month apart. And then I rode Iron Rattler and Texas Giant. And Rattler was a little bit too short for me, but it was still a great ride. Giant just didn't kick like like uh, Outlaw Run did. So, and I think that's the only reason I'm disappointed. None of the other ones I felt have really been like, oh, that was that was mediocre, right? So, and that's it. on the other side of that. Intamin has really been a feast or famine, yes. depending on what you're looking at. They they can be really good, or they can be they can be a hot ass. It can be some hot ass. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, hell, one of the last coasters I rode, Cheetah Hunt. I was like, I knew that wouldn't be a great ride, but then come oh, on. I was like, man. Oh, that was just, oh, that wasn't, not that it was bad. It was just, 
It exists. It's like the, the three launches are excellent. Mm-hmm. And then you go through like these turns and these hills and you're like, why aren't these turns forceful? And why don't these hills have airtime? Yeah. You expect <laughs> it. You kind of float over them. You're like, oh. It's like, I understand what they're trying to do here. It just did not work at all. Yeah. And I know their their goal was to be a, a, fa- a more family-friendly ride. But, you know, for me, I was like, eh. Eh. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, I know Matt has his hot take. It's wrong, but he still has a hot take. Um, Honestly, it's a win <laughs> any way you look at it. Yeah, really? Yeah. I think either way, we're going to be happy with both coasters. Yeah. I mean, just look at the layouts, the possible layout that that um, Music Insider threw out there. I, I do not think that anybody's going to be disappointed with either coaster. Even if you're, quote, unquote, disappointed, I think it's going to be a, well, oh, God, it wasn't, you know. Like honestly, I think I, I think it'll be a lot like Blur Dash was. People are like, it's not number one, but it's my number three. <laughs> okay, so it's a three. You built three hundred coasters. Yeah, it ain't number one, but still, it's a great coaster. So shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, like we're just talking. We're essentially just talking about a roller coaster in a vacuum. This isn't considering any of the theme that Universal is going to add that we have no idea what they're going to do. Exactly. Because looking at um, Hagrid's, that's exactly what, that's what makes that coaster even better mm-hmm. was all the theming that it had. Uh, the onboard audio is the best. Like, yes. like Hagrid's is a very, to compare it to Verbolton, which I feel is very apt because they're both of the same caliber of a family ride. It's, it's very much Verbolton's layout. If you just look at the layout, but that onboard audio, honestly, blows you away it, it has a shit ton of launches too but like um <laughs> i mean yeah I, hagrid's uh for the record and i guess if we need a record it i rank it at 41 i just looked it up but that's like a really solid 41 i would so gladly jump on that again in a heartbeat it's such a fun ride yeah i mean it's it's kind of like uh what is it escape from gringotts like if you took away the bank and just had the ride itself, of course, it's going to be total ass. The ride hardly does anything, but the entire package with the spinning cars and then how the ride actually intertwines with that particular movie scene where they're robbing the bank, the whole experience is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll see. As always, I mean, that's really what we, we're at right now. We're at that point of we'll see. Um, so, but just please, no Jurassic World theme, whatever yes, it is, God. just keep it out, please. I, I, I love mean, Chris Pratt, but I don't even running around. I mean, it, it's coming, they're gonna do it. Oh, God, I they've already it. got the logos. Up. Don't they say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, all right, so. Um, with that being said, uh, we still have and, and talk about all those things up. Um, opening we have a ton a ton of parks reopening over the course of the next couple of weeks slash month or so um uh we we all remember last week we talked about cedar point king's island threatening to sue (laughs) fucking king's island um universal just opened up i believe in the last week one of our friends branderson went in um obviously uh they're getting picks good great picks of uh velocicoaster um 
uh, Univers- or BGT, SeaWorld, all these co- all these uh, all these parks are opening up, and we're seeing uh, a couple of pics I saw today of Busch Gardens Tampa was uh, Montu having a uh, I think a two train wait getting in there, but everybody's social distancing, keeping their keeping their space. So um, it's good to see that it really is. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, and I think the world that we live in is a scary one still. Um, yes. I know I've been getting into battles on Twitter with the, <laughs> with a coaster force account. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you didn't hear that from me. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, I, so, 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 uh, for those of you guys still listening at this point, we coaster forces, Twitter, is ran by how many people we got in there? Like 10, maybe 15 people? Uh, 45. Yeah. yeah, give or take 75 people. <laughs> and uh, Wait a the number doesn't keep going up, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, our staff is pretty big and, and a lot of people have access to it, but I that's tend to be. Have, that's how we have people going to parks in the US, Europe, and Asia <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. I love when people get very confused. They're like, wait, are you at King's Island or are you at Alton Towers? I don't know. And they yeah, really right. think it's one person. Like, so many parks. Like, how are you at Tokyo Disney Sea 2? What's going on? <laughs> oh, that was always great. Um, but yeah, no, we, we have an interesting, uh, and I like to um, comment on there just being a, a silly goose that I am. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, the drunk riders is my is my play place, but Coast of Forest, I'm pretty straight up with it. Uh, and seeing um, what we're seeing, uh, a lot of the things that are posted on there make me laugh intensely. Because yes. uh, we only have four. We, by the way, quote unquote, quote unquote, what the fuck? Uh, hashtag. Sure. We just broke 400 followers on Twitter. All right. Oh, I'm unfollowing. We're going down to 399. <laughs> You oh, bastard. I love you so. <laughs> yeah, so we're, actually, we're, we're at 402, so you can suck my ass. Yes. <laughs> All right. Join the unsubscribe movement. Join me, everyone. <laughs> but no, so to circle back to... I want it down to 250 by the end of the week. It's on you. So, no, to circle back to Matt's question earlier about how do you market a new ride, it's so it's kind of interesting how they're doing it right now because... Like Bush Gardens, Tampa, obviously, they're going to open Guazi soon. Or, yeah, they're going to open it soon, but they haven't. Like the park's open now. It didn't open with the park. Um, and also SeaWorld, I guess. So from the pictures we've seen, it looks like Icebreaker is completely ready to go. They could flip a switch and run it right now, or so it seems. But uh, I guess no one is anywhere in the vicinity of the ride right now like none of the park staff or anything all of the merchandise got pulled from the shops so who really knows what's going on with that if we're gonna see it open anytime soon which that's honestly kind of strange to me because you've got a brand new ride ready to go my logic says why wouldn't you open it but there's probably some uh opening costs associated with it whatever those may be but then in, in, in a more broader sense, like um, looking at Six Flags parks. So you got some that are opening, but I guess uh, like New Jersey, they haven't given the okay for 
any of the parks to open there. So they haven't resumed construction on Jersey Devil yet that we know of. But it's it's interesting because uh, there's rumors going around that there's very few of these 2020 editions for Six Flags that are actually going to open in 2020. Uh, I think it's it's Aquaman is going to open um, Gotham at Six Flags Over Georgia, uh, Harley Quinn's Spinsanity at Six Flags America, and then Crazanity at Six Flags Mexico. Supposedly, those are going to be the only four that opens, and it, I'm thinking. Okay, that's strange that they wouldn't just finish Jersey Devil at this point because the ride's mostly built. Aside from construction costs, the ride is surely essentially paid for. It's their biggest ride they're building across the chain. Why wouldn't they do it, if even if the parks open in July or August? Why wouldn't they do it? That, that That's something that doesn't really make sense to me. And obviously, it's just a rumor whether those four rides are going to be the only ones that open for Six Flags. But uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting with bait breath. I am not pushing anything this year. Um, to be honest, I think my trips are going to be limited to Utah in two weeks, um, going to Kentucky Kingdom in August, and going to ride Iron Gwazi in November. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be my year. I think I'm just going to limit to that. <laughs> yeah, I I was lucky to make it out to Orlando early. Um, so I was able to do an Orlando run uh, this earlier in the year. And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat. I am going to, de- I'm, I'm totally down for trying to make Kings Island and Cedar Point happen once they reopen. Um, and and that'll just be kind of a moment of, let's see what this is like. We, we know um, Worlds of Fun has actually been rolling out some of their itinerary. We know that Cedar Fair is just going to be leveraging their app, which is ass officially. So that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, it's true. Um, but we'll see facts. what that looks like. Yeah, mad facts. Um, but yeah, Kings Island, Cedar Point, Kentucky Kingdom would be great to make happen. Um, Indiana Beach, because I've never been there, because I've never been bothered to drive that far. So wow, now I really. Well, now I get to ask that question again of, can I be bothered to drive that far? And it's like, yeah. okay, okay, so first okay, of all, I've been there like again. five times and you still okay. haven't been there. Okay, hold on. So the entire enthusiast community, including you, Matt, owe it to Kentucky, or Kentucky, Indiana Beach to go visit this year or whenever it's safe to do so. Because we all threw such a fit. We enthusiasts collectively threw a fit about that park closing. So we all owe it to them to go visit the park now that they've been hashtag saved. Oh, why do you got to guilt me like that? Well, like, I'm going to guilt you. Hey, I'll meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet up in Monticello, Indiana. Oh, oh gosh, what a place. Oh, now we're talking. Stop here. You're getting me excited. <laughs> um, but that being said. I didn't oh, want and to we're running blue flash. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, we got to get on flashy. I will say that it, it um, probably won't even require us to wear masks. It's going to be great. <laughs> it, well, we, we might have to ride as uh, we'll have a certain armband on. You never know. I mean, I don't know about how the theming goes. Yikes on you know, bikes. Yeah, bikes on yikes. Moving on from that loveliness. Um, the last thing that we did want to talk about today was I got put on blast, which happens way too often recently. <laughs> Um, so on Coaster Force, uh, from October, no, that was the last time I posted. Um, 
one of the first posts. Let me just, let me scroll down, and double check it. Um, so, for those who don't know, I've been posted on Coaster Force since two thousand February third, two thousand six. I like I remember stuff weird. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and in this thread, by the way, this thread started April first, two thousand eight. It's titled Millennium Force, A Lonely Giant. The discussions in here focused around the fact that at the time, Cedar Point and Steel Dragon 2000 were really the only gigas out there. And there were really no other traditional coasters even being thought about or even being rumored about that would break 300 feet anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, uh, my, my comment, which still makes me laugh. This is good. Uh, this is a great one. Hold on. Let me just make sure I got it. Uh, let, let's all read our passages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, my, uh, um, my, yeah, here's the end of my, I, I just had a whole b- lot of malarkey in there just about why I feel this is the way, but my last sentence says it all size and speed are really a thing of the past in the amusement industry. In my opinion which is evident in the recent investments within the industry. If you see anything over 275 feet or costing more than $20 million in the next 10 years, I'd be incredibly surprised. Wow, you were so wrong. <laughs> I was <laughs> so wrong. That was 2008. And then let's just look at coasters built. Uh, so Red Force, that was 2017. So basically everything built. So Red Force. That's 367. Fury was 325. Um, Leviathan, 306. Intimidator, 305. Obviously. Uh, Orion's not a giga. And um, yeah. But Orion's still 287 feet tall. So that is one, two, three, four, five coasters that all cost more than 20 million. By the way, other coasters have cost more than 20 million too since that time. Uh, Haggers cost what? I think 25. Um, yeah, at the time it was 2008, so there was a recession. We were—I was thinking more of a—they're going to kind of chill out with these investments, but obviously the, the economy at the time after after 2010 kind of recovered, so investments weren't so um, outrageous at the time. But you know, we—you uh, know—Steel Dragon and Millennium Force are now comfortably sitting sixth and seventh on this list instead of <laughs> at the time of just the Giga's <laughs> first and second. So. I am, or no, third and fourth. I'm sorry, Red Force and Fury three two five. Um, but hilarious. Looking back at our former self, and I know uh, both Mark and Matt commented in that thread. Go ahead, boys. Let's see. Uh, only go for it, Mark. The only good one. Okay, there were two. Uh, basically, the one I was just talking about how Steel Dragon was essentially a lawn ornament for a couple of years because they had that accident. That ride was closed for like two or three years. Um, but yeah, then also it's literally a half half of a world away from Millennium Force geographically. So many people probably don't even know exists. Many enthusiasts probably don't even know it exists. Um, so really Millennium Force at the time, back in 08, 09, really was in a league of its own all by itself. And then there was another post. I Apparently, I just said, let's see, where is it? I think it said dot, 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 Dubai, dot, dot, dot. 
<laughs> they were building like uh, Ferrari World at the time and Formula Rossa. So, uh, yeah, I I mean I have some of the same stuff. I have two posts that, looking back, it's like, wow, was I so wrong? <laughs> so dated April second, two thousand eight. Um, I'll paraphrase really quick. Um, I basically was jerking off totally to an intimate accelerator coasters, which obviously totally played out. Um, let's see. Millennium Force simply fell victim. Yeah, they were they were great for a while. It's just also when I posted this in 2008, how many accelerator hydraulic launches were actually built after 2008? Um, Not many. Oh, if, yeah. Oh, let's hold on. Any, if any. Um, but I, I digress. I, I think a few, actually. Yeah. Uh, but Accelerate 14. Uh, you can tell we're RCDBing right yeah, now. Yeah, shut up. For, uh, Formula Rosa in 2010. What the fuck? There's one opening this year and another opening in two years? Oh, wait. No, the yeah. one is Canonan. Uh, oh, Oh, Kanonan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went ten. So we went ten years between one opening, but one's uh, Kanonan. Oh, and this and Zatern. Other one's Zatern. Okay. Yeah. So, so technically, so they, like yeah. Rasa, Formula Rasa. That's it. <laughs> so relocations, but um, and the so one like I was nine is closed but not operating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was saying Millennium Force simply fell victim to new technology. Specifically, I was referring to hydraulic, you know, not LSM or LM or any other actual technology that has been new, Um, (laughs) which many parks find more practical solution for their new massive roller coasters. Though we have seen the return of traditional style coasters from Intamin, that being their new Megalite models. Obviously, we've (laughs) seen a ton of Megalites since then. Yeah. Uh, they've taken a backseat. And then I also said, if that wasn't good enough, I said, yes, the bottom line simply is that the biggest argument against Giga Coasters is space. Being willing to sacrifice that precious land to one roller coaster. And what opened in 2010 after I wrote this? Intimidator 305 that showed <laughs> you don't need a lot of space. And then now a ride too. So, um, and, and actually even then... Um, Fury three two five is arguably just kind of crowded into the entrance, but uh, yeah, we all look brilliant looking back twelve years <laughs> on what we said, and now I'm really scared about what we're saying now and how that'll look. Yeah, no, it's funny because those those first couple mega lights got built and people were going nuts about them, and I mean, oh. people that went to ride uh, Kawasemi over in Japan they raved about it. And same with P Rotten over in Europe. And we, we've seen five built total. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was in, well, uh, wait, wait, wait. We have Lightspeed, which is some Chinese one in 2017. <laughs> but the last one's built. They literally were only built in 2008 and 2009. So like I was talking about Mega Lights and then it's, they weren't built a year later. Or it's funny because later. so last week we, we had that discussion that, was basically an offshoot of a topic started by Pokemaniac. We're talking this week about a discussion that was kicked off by Pokemaniac. Another discussion that he started is that for some reason, there's like a handful of ride types where they were either a flop or they only a handful got built like the Megalites. And then all of a sudden, like one or two pop up like 10 years later in China. So like there's 
there's that one megalite built in 2017. It's like, why did they choose to build that of all things in 2017 when this ride type hasn't been built in how many years? And then the same thing with this new Beyond Vertical coaster that they're building over in China as well. It's like 12 years since Fahrenheit opened. Aren't you guys going to build something more modern? <laughs> hey, man. I mean, China only met the wooden coaster in what, 2012. So, you know, they're, yeah. just, they're catching up to everything now. That is true. Which jungle trailblazer are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, shit. That's great. Good job. <laughs> but really, right. though, so from here, so we have seen more Giga Coasters built. We've seen, like, even Red Force, non-traditional Giga Coaster. But even then, we have seen more built. But are there more parks that can actually build them? Uh, We're back in a recession, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um, I mean, I, I, I think absolutely yes is the answer. If anything, Orion shows, you know, despite its criticism, which there is much, it does show like a 300 foot coaster is well achievable for many amusement parks, especially those that are looking for that next step beyond just having a 200 foot coaster and then a bunch of inverting coasters. It, it does put it back on the table. Um, I mean, you don't need a hydraulic launch or uh, sorry, a hydraulic lift to do this anymore. Um, even though that's great. B and M has shown it's actually pretty straightforward bread and butter stuff. Uh, quite literally putting it right on top of their hyper coasters in some cases. So <laughs> I, I don't expect gigas to totally make a, like a crazy comeback partly because Cedar fair has been the one really stepping into that. But if Six Flags were to decide to do gigas, I also wouldn't be surprised either. We really just haven't seen Six Flags step up to the plate there, which would be another big player. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we shall see. That's for damn sure. All right, you bastards. We've been talking for long enough. (laughs) I love you. Matt, it has been an honor to have you back on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd look forward to uh look forward to rounding the bases continuously here. Um, and seeing you back in seven months. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, at, at my pace. Dude, hold on, look in Discord now in the right sidebar. Did Andy from KCL just get married? Yeah, where are you at? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tough. yeah. And yeah. Andy, if you happen to be listening to us. Oh god. You are beautiful, no matter what they say, because words can't bring me down. Two weeks till Marcus gets slapped. Uh, <laughs> 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 and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you're in an episode. <laughs> Oh, Lord Almighty. Oh. Matt, thank you. Andy got married. Yes, Facebook. Congratulations. He's got he's had his wife for a while though. Good good, good lady. Thank <sighs> you guys. Yeah. I'll see, <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>